0: welcome to the coaching coordinator podcast and today we share an interesting story something that probably would never have come about had we not run into all the things we have with the pandemic. And that's the ideal of a virtual coach. And joining me today is America's first virtual coach, as far as I can tell, Brad Dalbon, who is the outside linebackers coach at Homer High School in Alaska, even though he lives and coaches from California. So Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thanks
1: for having me, Coach. So very
0: interesting scenario here and, uh you know, if we wound back the clock 12 months uh, and you would have described this to me or I would have described this to you, you know, you would have looked at me like I was on drugs or something, but this is the reality we live in right now. And so we have a situation where a coach in California is using Zoom and iPads and audio uh, to coach kids in Alaska. So, uh, let's go back to the to when this plan was hatched and talk to us a little bit about how this all came about, Brad. Um,
1: so right when the pandemic started, it was uh, for me it was March thirteenth. I think that was kind of the mid the starting point for a lot of us, a lot of people. And um, right around that time, I started reaching out to coaching friends of mine or just people, and a friend of mine, John Jessen long time coach up in Alaska. We just were talking about the season and are, is football going to happen? You know, just the beginnings of all that stuff back when everyone was talking about that, what's the fall going to look like. And he had mentioned that he was going to teach it at Bartlett high school up in Anchorage and then coach at Homer. And I, you know, I said, how are you going to do that? He goes, well, I'm going to, do a little bit in the summer or whatever, and then go down there on game days and coach, you know, on Fridays, even though it's like a four hour trip for him. Cause he's got family down in Homer. And once he mentioned that, it got me thinking like, why don't I do that? Like I, I, I I'm not currently coaching at the school I'm at. And, um, I jokingly said, why don't I coach with you? And we were just like laughing and, and, and got off the, you know, the messaging uh, cause we were just talking through Facebook and I got to thinking, you know, how could I really do this? And uh, so I thought of coaching with an iPad. I, you know, kid holds an iPad, walks around practice like me. Um, Zoom. You know was I, I had known about Zoom and video conferencing as a football coach, sure, and it was just be, it was a new thing for most people in education. And uh, so the next time I talked to him just a few weeks later, I brought it up to him because I didn't know Coach Zank uh, at Homer High School yet. I didn't know anything about the program, nothing. didn't know how many kids went to the school, didn't know how the team was doing, no research on it at all. And, uh, I, I brought it up to coach Jessen and again, we kind of were chuckling and he said, we should do it. And I'm like, you know, do you think it'll work? And, uh, I said, you need to reach out to coach Zank because he, he knows Justin at the time better than me, or, you know, I didn't know him at all. Like I said, and that kind of started the conversation of, of, you know, can it be done does he want it to be done? Do, do they need help to, you know, is this just too far fetched? And that kind of got the ball rolling, you know, again, late March, early April of this year. And coach Jessen, he's been on the podcast before uh,
0: when he and uh, Daniel Esparza were yep. co- co-head coaches. So he's, he's been in unique situations before. Uh, I've, they're the only coach combination like that I I had on the podcast, uh, state champions in Alaska in in uh, 2017. And um, so I could see uh, John's kind of a outside the box thinker that he'd come up with this idea. Um, You know, what, what was the reply from coach Zank? How how did he think of that initially?
1: Well, so um, you know, I, I told John uh, Justin to, talk to him and i think he'd sent him a message again text or through facebook or whatever to, to get a feel for how it was going and he came back and told me that zank was interested and i was like okay so a couple more conversations back and forth with, with john I, I that's where the whole thing started with like i don't want to just be a, a huddle you know breakdown guy mm-hmm. huddle assist kind of guy i wanted to coach i didn't want to just watch film or take notes or you know do anything like that i wanted to actually be all in with everything and and i kept feeding that to john to talk to zank and you know after just a few conversations uh zank was you know interested and that was like great okay so now we need to talk and so that's pushing into probably about May, early May, and uh, finally talked to Coach Zank on the phone and basically had to, like, I don't, I don't know if you call it a job interview, but I kind of just spewed my resume on top of him and told him, you know, why he should consider me helping him. Not I didn't really give him a choice. <laughs> you know, I just said I could do this and, you know, if you're willing to take care of these other pieces to make it happen. Cause I told him, I said, you know, you need iPads, you need cord speakers. You need someone to walk me around. You know, if any of this stuff doesn't work or you don't want to put invest time into doing this and money, um, then I don't want to do any of it because it was kind of an all or nothing. I didn't want to just be a, a film guy. And so he worked on a few things and actually got some iPads like donated and uh, it, it, the turnaround time was quick. It was a couple weeks. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're ready to go. And uh, told me how to, you know, become a volunteer at the high school and you know, all the paperwork you got to do to be a coach in Alaska. Cause that was the other thing I told him. I said, I don't want to, I want to be all in. Like, I don't want anybody questioning if this is legal or right you know, i'm a, I'm a coach. I did all the NFHS stuff that you got to do online for Alaska. And then I volunteered through their district and got fingerprinted and all that stuff you need to do a background check. And, and, and that's into July. And uh, again, it was still you know, the question of actually, cause I wanted to practice doing this stuff before we got to the season, but they couldn't practice and meet because of COVID. So you're behind the scenes. COVID is still kind of blocking a lot of attempts to really get this thing going. Right. And, uh, but you know, by that time we were kind of all in on it, but we, but we just didn't know what it would look like, how it would go.
0: Yeah. That had to be the tough part in that you know the the mechanics of this uh, not going to fall on the coaching staff it's going to fall on a student manager to be able to get that ipad around the field and to make sure things are running the right way uh, it's something that um, i I imagine you know as you guys talked about it you you wanted this to be seamless so that if something goes wrong practice doesn't stop right there had to be all those plans and what ifs Um, what were some of the big things i guess you were concerned with in being able to pull this off
1: well when it when it actually went down we just picked a day when they were practicing and got the clearance to do it and we just turned the iPad on and did it got on the zoom and kind of did the awkward uh introductions with the team managers and um you know cuz they weren't really part of it till they were there and then um for the first week or so I was, you know, on the iPad, kind of watching practice and moving around, and kind of gingerly telling the girls that were holding the iPad to kind of move here and do that. But I wasn't really coaching; I was just watching. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I I felt it was kind of going that way. It was kind of, it started like it worked. Internet worked. We we got it going. Looked great. Um, But I wasn't coaching. I was kind of just viewing things looking at Alaska the background looked great the the sound you know the mountains everything and then I would call coach Zank I'm like we got to fix fix this and get me coaching and uh and that's where the speaker part came in he had a speaker and we tried to uh, attach the uh, get the bluetooth through the ipad to work and it didn't work I think there's an issue with being on zoom having a bluetooth work to a speaker cuz it just it wouldn't connect so it was literally a trial and error they're like why don't we just plug you in and so they had this really short cord that they plugged into this crappy speaker and got me talking and I I asked them I said can you guys hear me into the players and co- and they said yeah and then I didn't really coach that day I was just trying to figure out if the speaker and all that other stuff was working and then then it was kind of on after that uh, as far as, you know, being able to coach. And and there was some difficulties with that as well. But we finally figured out a way f- to get me to to actually feel like I was there uh, where the kids would, you know, they'd look back at the iPad as if they were looking at the coach because they were hearing something come out of it. So,
0: so you know, in looking at that, in, in coaching, especially – uh technique right um I guess the challenge is you can see it and they can hear you uh how did it change I guess your your mode of coaching usually out on the field you maybe can demonstrate some things show them footwork or hand placement or those kinds of things how did you deal with that what were the things you had to become better at and emphasize more in being that talking head on a screen
1: That's a great question because that's part of the like the details in the Sports Illustrated story that weren't you know really discussed was like how did it actually go and and the depth of it. And in early on, Coach Zank or another coach, um, you know, they broke the periods down to defense and offense, so there's extra coaches that come around and kind of uh, usually it was Coach Zank who had some free time to come by my position group and kind of go over what i was saying if there was confusion on things like hand placement or uh, the the length of your step or you know where you know the depth how low you're supposed to get and you know all the football pieces that you can't do physically but one thing i uh tried to make sure of is that i was short with my sentences tried to use trigger words um That The kids weren't necessarily used to, but I I couldn't sit there and talk the whole time. That would have been a nightmare to try and go, okay, this is how we're doing this. And all of a sudden, the time period of the five minutes I had, or whatever it was, uh, because Coach Stank was really organized with practice on, on minute, and I knew that. And I had actually on my, I have two monitors that I look at, and I had the practice plan to my right as I was looking at the screen. So I knew it was coming time-wise. So had to be quick. Um, but, yeah, there was definitely some football IQ issues with the players, and, and so I'd have to quickly change, you know, get lower, you know, use those triggers. And uh, it was frustrating to a point. But then what got really – what was really great about it is that some of the kids within the group uh, figured out what I was saying quicker than others. So what happens – they start coaching each other and you could see them putting hand position, be here, take this step. And they were doing it without me saying anything. And it was awesome. It started becoming this life of its own, especially as the season went on. Um, There's one time where it was really, the weather was terrible outside because you know, up in Alaska, it gets bad quick and uh, the girls didn't want to go down the field. They were too cold. So they wanted to stay in the press box. And so they put me on a tripod and I kind of let them stay in there for a little bit. Like girls, I'm going to end up having to go down there. And the defensive practice had started and they kind of pointed the camera out or the iPad out. And uh, sure enough, the, the outside linebackers were doing a drill that we had run on their own with no coach because it was like, they finally, you know, they were, they, it just took it on, you know. They didn't need me there, and uh and and it was like like the proud papa moment of like these guys are they don't you know they don't need me even though they needed me. And then I told the girls, okay, time to go. Let's go. And oh no, I'm like it's raining and gross, and I got to get out there. I got to be there. So, but yeah, it's, that was a challenge that we overcame. Uh, it was not instant, but it was definitely something we worked through and it wasn't perfect definitely would rather be there hands-on sure. and grab Jersey and lock ah. arms out and, and do this and that and uh, um, you know we'll have to get more creative with how we could do that in the future you know and get better it's just like you would as any other coach trying to get better trying to figure this out and make it better so <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I love that part where you told about how the players really started becoming the coaches. And and I'd always tell my guys, like, you know, we can have two sets of eyes looking at this, or we can have, you know, 20 sets of eyes looking at this and helping each other out. And I think when you can get your t- team to that point, it, it you, you just become so much better. You know, I, I don't know when that is. I think younger kids have a harder time with that. You know, I, I've seen – you know, thinking back to uh, some of the high school teams I coached, juniors, and especially seniors being able to do that, you know, the college kids got pretty good at it. Um, Once they understood the systems, usually by, you know, their sophomore year, they can help coach each other up. And, uh, but, but that is so important. It's really then, you know, we talk about mental reps all the time. Coaches talk about that. I'll get you, get your mental reps. Well, what, is that really and that's being able to see what's going on and and process it and even being able to coach somebody else up I think that just helps improve them uh, as players exponentially as compared to standing in line and waiting their turn and being directed and so uh, I guess by the the nature of this setup you were able to get that maybe sooner than later um, with these guys
1: yeah I I think it was a, uh, like an unexpected outcome, right? You know, you, you know, we struggled with me not being there physically, but then you have to adapt including, you know, they had to do that. It wasn't an option because I wasn't there walking them through, you know, I, we talked about like, you know, time to take the training wheels off, you know, numerous times, like you got to be able to do this without me around and, and that kind of stuff. And, and, it it happened, I think, like you said, it was quicker. It was a quicker process, which was good for them, um, you know, because it it they it, they had to do it because there's just times I I wasn't there, you know. I was only at practice for the defensive session, so if there's any other defense that popped up that I missed, which is not that often, you know, they would have had to take care of themselves. So, and again, it didn't happen right away, but Definitely. We had a lot of time. Um, there was numerous games that were postponed and, you know, there were weeks that we just had practice and not a game because of COVID. So that helped in a way to be able to understand how I worked and the system that we were doing and, and whatnot. So, you know, it, it was definitely a strange year all the way around. And then to add this into it, you know, and that's really part of the reason I I looked at it going back, like this is an opportunity that might not ever happen. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like I was trying to be the first one, you know, here, I wasn't expecting sports illustrated to write a story. I mean, this is just organically like, Hey, I could teach from California and coach physically in Alaska. That was the original plan was to go there. Um, and be there and coach for a couple of months. I'd gotten the okay from my wife to just stay up there and I'm like, I'll just do the distance learning. I didn't need to be present right. for that. And so um when that kinda got muddied up just because of the uncertainty and will we go back to school or how's that gonna look and, and can I even get up there that then the virtual piece like took over the whole situation. Um, but like I said, you know, not being able to get up there, um, and doing the virtual coaching, you know, made, I think me better as a, co- It made me calm down. I was able to see things from a, you know, more of a relaxed state, even though I was felt myself yelling at my computer screen often. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we all adapted to the conditions uh, that were presented to all of us. So
0: So in in terms of um, the setup and, and how Coach Justin runs things, did you guys have meeting times and install times like that preseason? Were you able to meet with oh, your players, off, you know, in a classroom situation?
1: No. So it was, you know, at Homer – uh, the football in Alaska is a lot different than I'm used to in California and maybe across the country, you know, in home are the kids, most of the kids on the team like work on fishing boats or do, you know, they're right there on the water and their livelihood, the family's, you know, income is based on fishing. And so their summer off season is not in the weight room. It's not practicing football it's on a boat or wherever they are with fish and so adding COVID to that having kids even showing up to practice early on and was a struggle and when they found out up in alaska that their season was actually going to be played two weeks before the first game but there was no off season at all. Like nobody had an off season. Mm -hmm. So even if Homer was going to try and do a little bit in the off season or in that summer, they didn't get the chance to it. And nobody did. So the first time I was on the field with them on the iPad, but like I said, it went for a good week or so before I started coaching. And, And then we had a game, we literally had a game the next week. So we had zero time. We installed a few, Items um that would just get us by as far as the defensively, and uh let's go. we got a game, <laughs> you know and and that's just kind of how it was it, it you know we we met as coaches once or twice on the weekend, pretty short meetings, but I, I never really met with the players until l- later in the season when we started watching film on mondays um but a couple of weekly weekend meetings with the coaches, and the, and that was it. And again, we didn't have a lot of time. It just it just came upon us, and we had to go. So,
0: in terms of one, I, I do want to talk about game day. We'll get to that in a second. But just thinking of uh, the player coach relationship, right? It's it's something um, you know, trust is important for you to be able to get what you want out of those guys. How do you do that? remotely. How do you do that virtually?
1: Well, I stuck to a plan of like giving my knowledge to the kids in in, in, in the coaches. Um I didn't you know I ended up sometimes joking with them and, and sometimes, you know I I just stuck to being a coach and I would I mean I would if they made a mistake I was making them all push ups and I mean, I, I had a plan of, like, I'm going to coach these kids as if I was standing right there. Mm-hmm. And I kind of told them I was going to do this stuff, but I didn't really, like, say why. Like, you make a mistake, you owe 5 push-up. And the kids would do I'm like, do them. You know, like, I wasn't really there to, and to, you know, yell at them face-to-face, but kids would end up, they realized this wasn't a joke. I was there. That was the other thing. I was present. every opportunity I had to to coach something with them I was at every meeting I was at every I never missed anything I was on vacation with my wife up in Lake Tahoe and it was a Friday night you know late summer and she's like where are we going to dinner I'm like well I got practice you know she wasn't overly happy about that but I said I could sit you go to the you know, to the lake, sit on the beach for a few minutes, because practice won't take that long today. And I was in the hotel room on my phone, cranking out practice for, for 45 minutes or an hour. And uh, again, it was like I, being present at everything, um, being able to install some of the stuff that I think would work for us, you know, as a team, so, the, you know, there's a lot of buy-in from the coaches and the ki- kids just because they knew I was there and I was always there. And and I think that that bought me, you know, some equity with them because they knew I wasn't just there for a, a day and then showed up on game day and that right. kind of stuff. They knew it was real. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we were – I got a move in, you know, told – told the managers I'm like you follow them around if they're walking I'm you know I'm gonna yell at them and get their butts moving and you know that it was easier than I thought it would be and you know the kids were receptive and I think it they understood you know that I didn't have a lot of time with them I told them that I don't have a ton of time I can't talk to you let's get these reps right if you're not you're gonna do you know, it wasn't every time they were doing push-ups, but it was like, you know, one. in fact, one situation, there was a kid that came over to play outside linebacker that, that kind of didn't buy into the whole virtual thing for that day. Maybe he was having a bad day, and I didn't hear what he had said, but he made a comment about, like, why are we even doing this or something to Coach Zank, and Coach Zank lost his head just screaming at the kid, and I'm like, what's going on? Cause I could kind of, it's hard to kind of hear coming back. Sure. And, uh, unless they're really close to the iPad. And then he bought Zank walks up to the iPad. He's like, coach, we're done for the day. And it was only like 10 minutes into practice. Like he basically like sent me away. Not that I did anything wrong, but he, he just needed a, a moment to rip the team for like, you know, this is a serious thing that we're doing. And, quit wasting his time and he knows a lot he's you know and this kid was kind of a you know he he struggled with a lot of things you know throughout the season and and that only happened once but again it was early on so I think that bought me some credibility like you don't waste his time guys because he's you know here helping us so but, yeah, as far as, like, relationships with the kid, you know, like I said, I, I ended up starting to joke with them. Like, when I, I found time in between a, a drill or something, a, a special teams moment where, like, some of my kids weren't on the field for that. And I'd had the managers go over and I'd talk to them. I start mm-hmm. you know, how's school going? You know, try to build that relationship like you would uh, if you were there. And, I, you know, I was just kind of starting to get to that, and then the season ended. So, <laughs> you know, it's definitely, I would have had a little bit more of a relationship, I I know for a fact, if I was physically there. But right. I think it could end up being something, you know, now that I've done it, you know, to to work on that a little bit earlier, I think I can get them on my side quicker mm-hmm. now that I've done it once you know so transitioning to that game day the whole
0: different mechanics of how this operates there um you're i imagine getting your your feed through uh what huddle or how did you guys work that
1: so what i would have loved to do is if they had like a huddle sideline set up okay I, i would have love to have like huddle pop up the game feed you know like like i was on the sideline with an ipad and then still be on the zoom call but that that wasn't the case so they basically put me in a in a in the press box like another camera to film and another one of the girls So you was, were just
0: running off a of zoom in, in the ipad feed
1: yep okay and so and then they had another ipad or a Camera, whatever, to film the game normally. Right. Okay. And then the first game, I don't know how they set it up, but a coach plugged like an earbud into the iPad and put it in one, put me, I guess you could, however you want to say it, put me into his ear, but then had his headset onto the sideline. And so it was, he was like a conduit down to the sideline for the calls. And I thought it worked pretty good. I, um, I think there was a lot of crosstalk, you know, how that goes in headsets and that might've, cause the, the, they kind of killed it the next week. I'm like, oh, that was great for me, but I think it might've been tough for all, you know, them to hear everything. So it ended up becoming a situation where the coach that I, that was in the booth went down to the sideline and he would just call me on his phone. So we would talk, so if you see the pictures with my phone up to my mouth um in the sports Illustrated story and other videos, I'm talking to them um while I'm watching uh the action and uh you know we would go from there and then if you look at the video closely, <clears throat> I'm clicking my computer, I had like a spreadsheet up, and I kept asking for like what the call was. So I had like a call sheet. So when I go back and watch film, I knew what we called on that place. So I could critique it, you know, in film session later instead of, you know, how you do that where you guess, what was that call? What were we in there? And I was trying to stay on top of that like live. And so I had it dialed in when I watched film. Okay. Play number four, we were in this defense and then it just helped me with my breakdown after the game. Um, and then I would just watch and hopefully the internet would stay stable enough. And, you know, the the girl on the tripod would turn the camera the right way. And, you know, there was one game where the press box and Homer, um, they didn't really give me a a great spot to to sit and see the action. So the left-hand part of the screen had like a, one of the, like a post in the way and then the glass to the left was like damaged and so it's like that constant foggy gross dirty sheen on it and so if the ball went to the right I could see everything clearly but if it went to the left it was like looking through a, a you know like like you had bad eyesight and you know you weren't wearing glasses it was kind of terrible and then them to get past the pole they would just tip the tripod so there's one particular game where i'm like my head's at a 45 degree angle looking at the action I'm like you guys are good i could see it because it was like you know hopefully we weren't going to be there too long and then when the action would go back to the right i'd kind of sit up straight like normal and follow it along so i mean there's always those kind of issues but we didn't talk about it i didn't make. That was the other thing. I didn't make a big deal of that stuff because we had, you know, it was game day and I'm not going to sit there and go, girls, can you like maybe go find another location? And and I wasn't difficult. I'm like, we just, we just made it work uh, because I know that. And I also thought of my game day experiences live. Like everybody's got a lot of stuff they're doing. So Mm -hmm. me adding more to their plate by being kind of, Difficult with where I'm placed and that kind of. I said, just I was just glad they turned me on and and it was on time. Like that was the cool thing about coaching virtually is from you know home is like game time would be at two o'clock on a Saturday and I'd plop down at two o'clock, phone call you know from coach. Hey, we're about to kick off. Boom, the Zoom meeting would come on, so I didn't have to do any of the pregame ups, <laughs> any of those things and. uh it was nice. I mean, I, I want to do that stuff, but that's just not how we did it. And as soon as the game was over, you know, I would turn it off and I would go do whatever, you know, I, I wasn't, it was like, if it was a two hour game, I, it was two hours for me. And, you know, I could have probably gotten the iPad brought down to the, to the team huddle after and, and talked to the team. Hey, great job today. Look good out there or whatever. But that just wasn't, what we did, maybe that's something we need to add in the future, or and even at halftime, they didn't bring me in to like make adjustments and stuff. Um, and I kind of let—that's a part of that mentorship with the coaches. Was like, they kind of—they finally realized what we were doing. So let you—you know—you guys make the the adjustments. Tell me, tell me if anybody's injured. We're putting somebody else in. You know, the, all those things. And then I just kind of backed off hey let's go play football you know and then i basically would and you know game day operations for me was also suggesting hey we good time to do this here you know um one of the teams i had noticed did quarter they were quarterback sneaking on on third and fourth and short and uh they had a fourth down. I don't think our coaches realized that it was fourth and short because I was, I, you know, being at home, watching it, I'm in a calmer environment, right? I'm not, right. nothing's distracting me, nothing at all. And I just like quickly, I, we ran out like a double A gap blitz and, you know, on am I might call it, call it, call it right now. You know, we're going to do it. And, and it was a late call and they ran a quarterback sneak and, we stuffed the guy for like a two yard loss and uh you know being able they weren't going to call that maybe the guy gets the first down easily if if that call doesn't come in or and so i was able to kind of i think see things uh in a different light it it felt like when you call a game from the press box whether offense or defense Mm -hmm. i was able to see a line, and i would help coach zank on offense a little bit he did a good job on his own but I would be like, tell them, you know, there's no flat defender on on the weak side. I don't know what we're doing with our offense, but if you've got a pass to the flat, it's open, you know, that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. having an extra set of eyes for the offense was also kind of what I did as well. So,
0: Yeah, I imagine if, you know, all the technology is right. Game day is probably a little bit easier than uh, the practices, as well as – You know, imagine game planning and your involvement in that. That, you know, we've all gotten used to being in Zoom meetings and getting our work done that way and, you know, working with people. And that's in a different environment as well. So I could see those being a little bit uh, more fluid in in the transition to it than how do you do this on the field?
1: Yeah. I mean, and I didn't move. Like I said, being on a tripod uh, on game day was probably a lot easier than practice because I would. Those girls got to work out. I, you know, I told them to the line up right behind the linebackers, like two yards behind the linebackers, so I could see the tackle box in practice and what's put them in harm's way with the free safety coming up. And, you know, and I said, you guys just got to be careful. I put you in a spot that it's kind of danger zone, the Bermuda Triangle right here. And and they were great doing that stuff, but you know it kind of wore off because early on it was kind of fun and they were having fun with it. And then they realized that they're going to have to do this every day and that, and that I had a moving all over the place constantly to get a better angle. Cause it is kind of hard to see. It's definitely not like you can't stand in your normal coaching spot right. that you would on, on at a practice. And so, uh, to get the right angle in practice, uh, was difficult, but definitely on game day, it was a lot easier because like I said, just being on a tripod and in the press box was a lot easier for them to just kind of pan left and right to get the action for me to see. So
0: so I know we all hope that 2021 gets back to normal. Um, and, but let's say uh, you do this again. Uh, You know, what what were your takeaways and what are the things that uh, you've already said, these are the things I need to work on, just personally from my coaching standpoint and the things I do, and then also looking at it from the technical side and what you would suggest maybe to to other people who might be looking at this.
1: Well, I'm looking at it like, well, first of all, I was going to go up there for the playoffs and try to get to at least one game. And I had booked my flight really twice. I and that's a really long story that a story of an in of itself. But to keep it short, I, I booked the flight. Uh, the The games changed; they got pushed back a week. That threw me off. So I ended up finding a time to go up there for the first playoff game um, again. But that it, it all didn't happen. But my point is, is I booked the flight, paid for it and then couldn't use the flight. So I've got this voucher through Delta Airlines. Um, and so I told Coat Zank that maybe I spend a couple weeks in the summer up there live, installing, helping, doing what I can for however long you know, I need to be up there. Because um, we don't know their practice. I don't know how that works. And then, um, Uh, And then resuming the virtual stuff in the fall. A couple things. Personally, Alaska is an hour behind me uh, in California time-wise. So even if I was teaching classes uh, regularly on campus, like back to normal, as we say, uh, next fall, uh, I could come home, have a good hour to kind of do whatever I need to do, and then Uh, They practice at four o'clock their time, which is five o'clock my time. And so um, that buffer, I was, you know, that that worked out great for me to always be that one hour uh, difference. And so uh, as far as helping other people, like if people want to do that, you got to make sure that time, wherever you're coaching, it might be in the same time zone, but just be careful of, the time difference is I would think you would want to be ahead wherever you are of the time. Um, if you're trying to help another team in a different state or wherever, because it's, you know, you really got to, there are times I'm like, his, his coach Zang's practice plan had Alaska times on it. I was making sure that I was there on time and, and that kind of stuff. So, but as far as everything else, I just, I, I'd like to be able to, if I do it again, go through a summer, try and be in the weight room virtually, mm-hmm. try and do all those things we couldn't do uh, and get going with some things earlier. So we don't come into the season, literally, really not knowing anything across, in at, at every position, offense and defense, special teams, everything. And so, I could see it being more streamlined just because now we know how to do it. Uh, Some smaller details with, with the setup uh, of the equipment to make it smoother for everybody. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't see why I couldn't continue to do it. If, if they'll, you know, if they'll have me kind of thing and, and then Go from there i looked at it from the beginning is you know if you have all this equipment i didn't see it being a problem besides a good internet connection right and people freak out and be like this is you know the first coach ever to do this and i'm like it's weird because i just thought it seemed pretty normal to me the equipment's there we have this technology to do this um But uh, yeah, I could see how it definitely, you know, it it really was on coach Zank and and the staff to, to let me do it. I think coaches have a lot of ego and even if you had a new coach come to the staff, um, physically that, you know, there's that breaking in period and then, you know, all of a sudden I pop into a zoom meeting at at coach Zank's house with these coaches and I'm introducing myself and, (laughs) Having, you know, there's a lot of that. But we got – again, we kind of pushed past that pretty quickly and just got to, like, let's go win some football games, you know, so.
0: Well, really cool story. And uh, thank you for sharing all the details of it and, and the things that worked, the things that could get better. Um, you know, I've I've enjoyed uh, following you. I think I, I maybe first saw this might have been on Football Scoop and kind of followed along a little bit. and um, But, uh, you know, I, I love the idea. Uh, I think it gives, you know, a chance maybe, you know, if you're at a school who – there are those schools out there who, who hurt for experienced coaches, who need coaches who are mentors. And I could see, you know, this probably isn't for everybody, but I could see those situations where well, we have this really experienced coach who's willing to do this from across the country, uh, can't be in here in person, but is willing to give us our time. I think coaches could take advantage of this now. Or teams yeah. Teams could take advantage of this as well.
1: Yeah, and that you know, if people have questions, they can reach out to me through Twitter or any any way possible. I I did post videos on this because I did re, I started to record my Zoom meetings and then I chopped up a, a lot of the good parts um, and then threw a couple up onto YouTube. And it wasn't more, you know, my big thing is not to like become some celebrity that's doing, you know, there was none of that at all with all this stuff. Um, I was just kind of showing people what I was doing and I kind of waited to post a, 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 something on Twitter. Once we started doing games and I posted a clip about a 32nd clip of our linebacker crushing one of the running backs and me getting all excited on a zoom meeting. And that kind of took off again. It, it wasn't meant to be anything but a tweet. And it be, became something that people caught on to and, 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 you know, people have reached out and asked me, you know, what it takes. And, I, you know, it's not so much, like I said, the equipment to do it. Everyone can get their hands on all the stuff that we, you know, that you need. It's really, I think it, it's a testament to Kozank, his staff, uh, the, the kids that were on the other end. And I don't really know how he pitched it to them. I, I mean, I just showed up and the girls were on, you know. He, I don't know how how hard he had to explain to the girl. Like you get your, did he tell them they had to do this? Did he, <laughs> you know, whatever he did on his end, it was really seamless, and everybody kind of bought in, and it was it was really nice. So if you've got that kind of situation where you, you know, you just kind of do it, you, you know, little trial and error. You, I, my analogy is like you know we didn't we didn't touch our toe into the to the pool to check the water. You know, we just we dove in and and. uh and did it and, and worked through, you know, anything, you know, bad internet connection days. Um, some girls didn't show up to, you know, and one day I had a kid, a kid who was injured had to carry me around and, you know, cause there was no team managers there that day. I mean, it just that kind of stuff just kept popping up and you just have to like football coaches do, you know, you have to adapt, adapt and move on. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, we will, Uh, share the links to some of your YouTube and our show notes uh, for our listeners. Please check out our webpage, our new webpage, our home for the podcast, which is at coachandcoordinator.com. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski. Follow Coach. Coach, could you give us your Twitter handle?
1: It's at to the house.
0: At to the house. Coach, thank you again. And, uh, you know, best of luck here. And uh, we'll we'll keep up with you and watch what you're doing here in, in the next year.
1: Appreciate your time, Coach. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five-star for rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.